Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you'd be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's Word. Be blessed. Lord bless you today, and thank you for joining me again to share God's word together. What a joy and a blessing, the privilege to come to you today and to fellowship with you in God's word. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you and bless you and praise you and love you, Lord, and welcome your presence and anointing upon my brother and sister who is watching upon all who are watching, Lord, today. Anoint us, Father, and Lord, speak to our hearts and lives. Let your glory descend. Let your mighty works be wrought. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brother and friend, this is Pastor Francis of Oasis Church in Prague. And this is on our Rise and Shine TV ministry here. Today I have a special message for you and I on the topic of rest. Really resting. In the world we live in today, everybody's restless. Anywhere you go, if you're in the street, if you, anywhere you go, in the schools, in the highways, in the plane, even when people are sleeping, they seem not to be really resting anymore. And we're going to go to the Lord Jesus today to let him teach us through his word on the issue of rest. Can a man, woman, boy, and girl in our time, in our generation, really know genuine rest? Not just go on vacation. You can imagine how much money is spent on holidays, on entertainments, and music, and everything just to see if man can just find a place and a time and a moment of tranquility. Where you are in harmony with yourself, with the world around you. And the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, uh, met this wonderful and profound message, uh, words there in the book of Matthew chapter 11. And in chapter 11 of Matthew in the New Testament, um, in fact, at, in verse 25, the Lord was saying, he said, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, it has revealed them unto babes. You have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. And have revealed them unto babes. I think today, in the world we, we live in today, most of the wise people are restless people. Most of the prudent people are restless. They have achieved so much in life. They have accomplished so much in life. They have written books, written songs, built houses, mansions, cities, famous, well-known, rich, and powerful. But most of them does not know rest. In fact, all, most of what they do, or what they are trying to achieve or accomplish is in their inner quest to have rest. The passion to have rest. So come to a place where you are in harmony with yourself, where there's no 
conflict inside or outside. No moral conflict. In fact, the issue of rest has, is the main root and reason of many religions of the world and cults and all kinds of exercises and yogis and all kinds of meditations and all this new age movement, you name it. So many of them is built around trying to get a man to be in harmony with himself and with the world around him. But the Lord Jesus said here, God have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and powerful and famous and influential. They don't know rest. You can live in a house of gold, drive a car of diamond, dress up expensively, wonderfully, have a house that is enviable and admirable, and yet your soul have never known rest. And the Lord Jesus said these words in verse, um, in verse 26 again. He says, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. 27, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Not knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever he will reveal him. And then, that profound statement in verse 28. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I, Jesus Christ, will give you rest. I would like you today to try Jesus. If he can truly give you rest. If he does not give you rest, then throw the Bible away. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are crushed, broken, shattered, disorganized, dislocated, and destroyed. And I, Jesus Christ, will give you rest. And he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and I, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Rest in the spirit, rest in the soul, rest in our emotions, and rest in our bodies. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. He's basically taking, telling here, you know, it's meant to be jointly yoked. You see, when they bind prisoners together, they handcuff this one, one hand here, another one, one hand there, and they have to move together. Or they join, does they, they handcuff them in their legs, leg, this one's leg, this one's leg, they join their legs together and make them walk together. Jesus is saying, be hooked on with me. Let us travel together. What a blessing. What a blessing. Jesus is saying, be yoked with me. Your chain and my chain. Let's be tied together. Let's walk every step of the way together. Let's think together. Let's plan together. Let's walk together. Let's run together. Let's serve together. Let's travel the life together. You and Jesus Christ. 
the Prince of Peace, traveling this world together. There is nothing on earth better than that. Today, everybody is looking for somebody to hook up with. People are looking for connections in governments, in authorities, in powers, in schools, boys, girls, men, women. Everybody is looking for somebody to tangle with. It takes two to tangle. And Christ is saying, hey, let's tangle together. Let's be yoked together. Let's travel the world together. Let's go through that valley together. Let's go through that mountain together. Let's go through that situations together. Let's walk through this road of a difficult moment of divorce and pain and sickness of lack. Whatever it is, Jesus said, hook up with me. Let's walk it all out together. And he said, if you hook up with me and we solve this problem together, you will have rest to your soul. Lord, here I am. Let's travel together. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, Jesus said, and you will find rest to your soul. Restless soul. There are many restless people on earth. Some of them, it's not even that because they are poor, they don't have nothing. Some of them have everything. But it seems there's a, a kind of a, restless, a, a curse of restlessness in their innermost being. They are always troubled, always panicking, always fearing. They always are afraid of yesterday, today, and the future. They fear everybody. They are afraid of everything. They suspect everything. They will look at their body. They are afraid of how they look. How, they, how heavy they are, or how skinny they are, or what they wear. They, they are always afraid. They are always restless. They have everything, but they still live as if they have nothing. They are expensively dressed, but they still feel naked. They have everything, and they still feel they have nothing. The Son of the Living God is telling you and I today, Hey, hook up with me. Be my friend. Join, my, join this chariot. Hook up with me. Let's travel the world together. A person that does not know rest does not know life. Because life without rest is hell on earth. If you remember there in the book of Genesis chapter, uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2 in God's creation, you will see that God made man on the sixth day. The sixth day. God didn't make man on the first day. And and uh, and you would say, why didn't God make man on the first day? God made man on the sixth day. And when man opened his eyes, the next day was what? Sabbath. Say with me, Sabbath. Sabbath. Sabbath means the day of rest. God made you on the sixth day. He has done the first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day. All creation was already completed. God made man on the sixth day, when man opened his eyes, it was Sabbath. Why? God was looking for a friend to enter into rest with. And he wants you to enter into rest with him. Why didn't he make man on the first day? So he can, we can see all the creation of the, uh, the heavens and the earth and the, and, the, and, and, the, and the animal world and the trees and the oceans and the firmaments. No, no, no. God did not make man that day. God made man on the sixth day and man opened his eyes and it was God's Sabbath. God made man 
so as to go with man into the, his Sabbath, into the day of his rest. You, see, you remember there, and man enjoyed rest. Adam and Eve enjoyed fantastic rest, spiritual rest, mental rest, rest in their soul, in their emotions, in their will, in their body. They had no conflict. They lived in God's rest until the old Lucifer came into the Garden of Eden. Till Lucifer came in, till sin came in, sin took man away from God's rest and laid a heavy burden of restlessness on the human soul. Sin. I know you may not like to hear about sin, friend, but sin is the root of restlessness. I'm not saying that if you are now restless because you have any particular sin in your life, but sin is the root of all restlessness. From that moment on, Adam and Eve lost their rest. They lost their connection with God. They lost their quietness, their tranquility. They, then what happened? There was a moral conflict. Everything irritates. Everything scares. Everything frightens. They became empty and naked and restless. They lost their covering of glory. They became naked. They tried to make fig leaves to cover their nakedness. And from then, toil came. Struggle came. Sweat came. But the desire and the plan of God Almighty is to bring you and I, bring every man back to the place of what? Rest. Now, religion tried. From Adam to Abel, to the believing men of Old Testament, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the patriarchs, and Moses, and all religions, and Noah, and they all sought the rest of God. And they had a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there, the prophets, the righteous men of the Old Testament, a little, a little here, a little there, like Moses said to God, God, if your presence will not go with us, please, let's end everything here in the book of Exodus. If you don't want to go with us, God, let's end it here. And God told him, gave Moses this wonderful scripture. He said to him, my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest. And, and, um, and he really cried to God in, uh, in that book of Exodus. We're going to read there verse uh, chapter 33 of Exodus. Exodus 33. And verse, uh, let's read verse, um, verse 14. In verse 13, Moses said, Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. In verse 14, God spoke into Moses now. He said, and he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Wow. My presence shall Go with thee, and I will give you rest, tranquility. Rest in and out and all around. The quietness, the harmony of spirit, soul, and body, harmony with God, harmony with yourself, harmony with everybody and everything around you, the kind of harmony that nothing on earth can offer you. 
You can spend all your days in Andalusia, lying by the beach. You can go to Bahamas and spend a year there by the beach. You can eat and drink and dance and play all kinds of music. Come go to all kinds of all kinds of concerts. I mean, drown yourself in every form of fun. You will not find that rest. There's a rest that only comes when his presence is with you, is with me. And he says, my presence shall go with you. And I, Jehovah, will give you rest. God wants you and I to know this rest. Rest that you cannot buy in the shop. Rest that the car cannot give. No wife, no husband, no money, no gold, no diamond. Have you ever seen all these some of these rich people, famous people, how they commit suicide? Have you seen some of these how famous, great people? Most of them are drunkards. They are gamblers. They have diamond rings. They have golden chains. They have that everything looks great, but inside their soul, they are miserable and restless. Jesus, God said to Mo Moses, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. And the Lord Jesus here said, come, you come. Say come. Come unto me, Jesus. Come unto me. And I will give you rest. A spiritual rest. The rest of a clean conscience. The rest of knowing that your sins are forgiven and cleansed. The rest where you are forgiven and you forgive. Come unto me, all you that level, and I have led and I'll give you rest. You know, religion is a burden. Religion is a level. What am I going to do to be able to get the rest, to get the quietness, to make sure I'm forgiven? Religion is a toil. It's a burdensome toil. Rituals, traditions, doctrines and dogmas, People seeking for rest in the restless places, staying in the caves, monks and nuns, and all these rituals that can never genuinely bring a rest to the human spirit. Jesus said, ha, I am that one that can give you that rest. You want rest in your soul. You want rest in your spirit. Jesus Christ will give you the rest. The way he gives us rest Number one is the rest of forgiveness. Repentance brings rest. Read there in Psalms, Psalms uh, uh, 32, and there David was writing there that uh, in Psalm 32, uh, he says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. In our time, our sins are not covered. They are wiped out by the blood of Jesus Christ. They become non-existent. They have no more record of any of such a thing in heaven. And he says, blessed is he whose sins, whose transgression is what? Forgiven. Whose sin is what? Cleansed and removed. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord does not count iniquity. And in whose spirit there is no guile. In whose inner man, when Jesus Christ forgives your sins, cleanses your conscience from dead works, he purges your spirit, he purges your conscience, he purifies your soul 
with his own blood. I remember 1985, September 7th, 9 o'clock in the night, or Saturday night, Christ came into my room and I was, that's when I was born again. I was so, I felt so light like a feather. I thought I was going to fly in the air. When the yoke and the burden of sin and guilt and condemnation is lifted from your life. Oh my God. Talk about heaven on earth. <laughs> I will give you rest. In whose spirit there's no guile, no condemnation. There's no, it's not more twisted. It's not more bended downward. It's not more yoked downward guilt and condemnation. You are blessed when your sins are forgiven. You are blessed when your consciences are purged by the blood of Jesus Christ. Only Christ have the cleansing blood that can purify our hearts and mind from guilt and sin. Sin is a heavy burden. Sin is a heavier than Mount Kilimanjaro. Sin weighs the human spirit down. It makes us bend. In, the, in your inner man, if you're not born again, if you're not clean from your sins, your spirit man is bending downwards. It's pointing towards hell. But when Christ cleanses you, when you come to him, he cleans you and forgives you. Your spirit man is upright. That's why in English we say the word upright. You are standing upright, not bending. Guilt makes you bend. Righteousness makes you look up. Hallelujah. Blessed. In fact, in verse 3, it says, When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my running all the day long. Here, David was saying, When I tried to justify my sin, justify myself, say, Oh, everybody does it. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm young. I'm single. So I can do everybody, all my friends. Are so he said, The more I try to justify myself and cover my sins and do as if nothing is wrong with me and do as if what I did was right. Try to nudge and numb my conscience and quieten my emotions. He said, the more I try to ignore the sting of my conscience, the more it stings me more. The more it makes me miserable. The more tormented I was. He says in verse 4, for day and night a hand was heavy upon me. My mouth shortened the drought of summer cellar. Then in verse 5 he says, I acknowledged my sin unto thee. And my iniquity have I not what? Heed. When he knew he cannot win that battle with his conscience and with God, he said, okay, Lord, let me tell myself the truth. I sinned. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and that forgets it, verse, the iniquity of my sin shall. Wow. When he stopped trying to justify himself and bow his knees and repented, God forgive his sins. Come unto me. All of you who are laboring, thinking that religion and good works and morality and trying to be nice will purge that tormenting conscience. Jesus said, no, I am the one that gives you rest. His blood gives us rest from sin. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the cleansing from sin. Purify the conscience. Hallelujah. And again, the area we need to rest also in the area of uh, desires. In fact, in the book of Christ gives us, you know, sets us free from the area of desires also. If you look there in, in, um, in James, if I can find it, our time is running so fast today. James chapter 4 says, where does war come from? War, 
chapter 4, verse 1 says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come there not hence, even of your lust that war in your members. You lust and have not. You kill and decide to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask and receive not, because you what? You ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your own lust. You and I have to come to the place in our lives where we allow God to plant desires in our hearts. There in Psalm 37, he says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. James says, you desire, you passion, you are driven, you are burning, and you have nothing and you are restless, and you are miserable, you try to compare yourself with other people. Oh, they have it. Oh, he have it. Oh, she have it. And I don't have it. Why don't I have it? And so you are miserable and tormented, and you become restless. And you allow the devil, through these desires, to steal your rest from you, even you as a child of God. And here, chapter 37 of Psalms, he says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Maybe your friend has played some game and got some money and got some things, become proud and arrogant. Maybe your friend have done some things and, you know, sinfully got a man, got this, and, and so on. But in verse 4, he says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Jesus said, abide in me. And I abide in you. For without me, you can do nothing. Say, abide in me and my word abide in you. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, then ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Hallelujah. We must seek rest from the Lord. Repentance from sin brings rest. And then reconciliation. If you are in friction with somebody else. The Bible says, if you do not forgive men their sins, neither will your heavenly Father forgive also what? Your sins. When we repent from our sins, refreshing comes from God's very presence. The Lord is my what? Shepherd. He leads me beside what? Still waters. He refreshes. He renews my soul. He allows me, leads me to, to, to lie down in green pastures. Let the Lord lead you and guide you. And he will fulfill your, his desires. And again, what happens when we are not, Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayers and thanksgiving and supplication, present your request to God. And the peace of God that is beyond, say with me, beyond, beyond human understanding shall keep your heart and mind. When you come to the place of believing and trusting God with your need, you enter into his rest. You were made on earth on the sixth day. The next day was Sabbath. You enter into God's rest. Everything we will ever need for life has already been provided by the Almighty God. And now we can trust him. We can depend on him. We can let him lead us and guide us to what he has already prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Your father has a plan for you and everything you need for life is already provided. Now, may the Lord himself, by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost, guide you to the love of God, to the patience of Jesus Christ, into what he has prepared for you and for your life. Don't be afraid. Trust in God, and he will guide you to the plan 
and the purposes to the things that he has already ordained for you. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sin. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.